Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem Show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people. Hi everybody, welcome to the program tonight. Tonight we have a very fun-filled, exciting program. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be very exciting, we're looking forward. Um, tonight is gonna be actually our 18th Shir Chai. And um, we're actually booked up until after Yontem, letting you know Rabbi Lazer, because you came on, everybody's jumping to come on the program. You're bringing in everybody. And the Baruch Hashem, the Shir, this program is really exploding. And we wanna thank again all our viewers and everybody for helping us post it and letting people know about it and getting it out there, uh, it's really making a big difference. We're really trying, you know, organically. Again, this is not a profit uh, type of thing. It's just really to help people out. And uh, the more people could promote it to their family, friends, put it on their WhatsApp status, email it around, it's very appreciated. I want to first start off thanking our advertising sponsors this week, the Liquid Scoop, for always promoting us and putting it on their websites and um, pushing us strongly here in Lakewood. I want to give a special thank to Ravi Yaniv from Chazak. Uh, they offer programming for all. For more information, go to chazak.org. They always promote us on all the Chazak platforms. I give a special thank you to COL Live, Mrs. Mika Sofer, for promoting us on that website. And a very, very special thanks to Mrs. Chayla Kaufman and Mrs. Shmuel and, and Mr. Shmuel Summer from JCN, Jewish Content Network, for always promoting across all digital platforms and really getting our message out there. We really appreciate it. Um, as everybody knows, we have a lot of big programs coming up. Next week is going to be Reverend Shimon Russell talking uh, about some other programs. We'll talk about it later and today. I want to start off first with our host, Coach Menachem, to open up with a few words. Thank you. Okay, welcome everyone to another show. Let's get real with Coach Menachem and uh, Bakshem. We're up to uh, show number 18. With Bakshem, we have a major atzlocha. Uh, I want to welcome all our big fans that show up every week and come here to um, spend some time to help for the physic. And I welcome all the newcomers tonight. If it's the first time, you can go look, um, check out the recordings of the past shows. MenachemBerenfeld.com. And this is where we get together Sunday night, where we can take off our jackets, sit on the couch, and have a real talk. Now, for most, it's relaxing, and you can take a deep breath. But for some, it is hard, because you get to see what's really going on, and sometimes it's stuff that you don't want to see. But hiding them is not the solution. So, and I want to welcome Rabbi, um, Rabbi Brody for being with us tonight. I want to thank you very much for giving us, um, giving up of your time early in the morning to be with us, to help us. Tonight's topic, how to truly master if you think about it, the concept brings ultimate peace. Now, the concept and logic, and uh, this is really the reason why we're here in this world, to come closer to Hashem, to know Hashem. The question is, uh, as usual, how do we start applying the concept? How do we start living? And um, this is a time-tested secret to inner peace, like Rabbi Laser Brody says, and hopefully tonight we will get a glimpse. Now, that doesn't mean that we'll get everything to go our way with this. I don't think so. Rabbi Brody, you'll tell me if I'm wrong. But there are many people that are going through different challenges in their life. And going through a challenge, some 
people fall away and become weak. It's just very hard. And some continue holding on despite all the challenges. Now, does Amunah mean everything will change and look beautiful? Um, I don't think so. Let's find out. But what it does mean is that you'll be walking alongside with Hashem, letting go of the need to change things. You want it to be a different way if Hashem wants it this way. Now, obviously, with tefillah involved, which we will hear tonight, how does tefillah come in? And it could be very hard while you're going through a challenge. While you're going through, it could be hard even to listen to what we're going to be discussing tonight. When you're in the challenge, it's, it's real. And when it's real, it's hard. So you're going to, it might be hard to hear the concepts, but we hope in Metashem just so you sit there and listen to the concepts so that in Metashem, when you're ready, you can start implementing and seeing the changes and, and the haftoche of Einoid Levadoi. Before we start, I suggest that every one of you should think for a minute and what, which area in your life would you want to um, use this, what we're going to learn tonight, the Einoid Levadoi, the Zagula. Uh, it's not a good idea to be all over the place. I want, in general, everything should get better. If you think of one thing, you can write it down, have it in front of you, and hopefully in an hour and a few minutes, we'll have, you'll be able to apply what we're going to hear tonight to that thing, to that area. And once you get a hang of it, you can use it in other areas in your life. Thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to hear from Reb, Reb Laser. Okay. Not yet, Reb Laser. One minute. Let me, let me take over. Again, tonight's sponsor tonight is my good friend, Uri Bean. He has a company, Reliable Cleanup. Hold on one second. They did service to tri-state area. They do demolition, garbage removal, trash outs, clean outs, cleaning crews for post-construction, tree removal, lawn care, concrete cutting, and beyond same day service. Please give him a call. Very good friend of mine. Blazer, I think you know who he is. Big plus of yours, 732-779-8851. And again, thank you for sponsoring tonight. An overview of tonight's program is Reblazer is, let me give him a little bit about Reblazer. The reason our Blazer Brody was requested to come on the show because so many people are well known and he is, he is considered known the voice of Amuna. And we first, when we first spoke to our Blazer, we asked him what, what should be our topic to discuss. And he said, we're going to discuss the Avtacha from Chaim Velazhin on Einoid Mavada. I was like, excuse me? That doesn't sound so familiar. I'm a little bit like confused. So I said, you know, we'll discuss another program because I'm still confused. That's why he's here tonight. And uh, we're really, um, we're really happy you're here. And uh, Rabbi Brody came out with a new book. Actually, Menachem read it over the weekend, and I'll get more into it. It's called Three Words of Amuna, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit in the program. Let me read Rabbi Lazer's uh, bio, and then we'll pass it over. Rabbi Lazer Brody, dubbed the voice of Amuna by Israel National Radio and former show host there, Rabbi Lazer Brody is an internationally acclaimed Mashpia Ruchni, author, lifeguard, and motivational speaker, a combat veteran of, this, of the IDF, he has a rich list of credentials that includes a degree in, in agriculture from the University of Maryland, rabbinical ordinance from Eish HaTorah Rabbinical Seminary in Jerusalem, and other prominent rabbinical authorities as well as certifications in fitness training, health coaching, and holistic nu nutrition. Rabbi Brody is an author of many books, including, I think I just heard this one, Three Words of Amunah, Old Isaac's Trail to Tranquility, The Path to Your Peak, and The Worry Worm for Children, he is the English translator of international bestseller Jewish book, 
don't know if anybody ever read this book. I think the whole world read it, Garden of Amuna. He's best known in Hebrew as Nafshi Tamim. With an audience around the globe, he hosts the popular Amuna Beans blog at brodyhealth.net and the daily Amuna Beancast at amunabeans.com. Blazer, please open up. Thank you so much, Rabushi. Thank you, Rabbi Nachem, and welcome everybody. And I go through the, the boxes of the Zooms. I see a lot of friends, but I don't want to take up time. But consider it that I'm saying in, in, in America, it's good evening. Here in Eretz Yisrael, it's good morning. Saying good morning to every one of you and a blessing to every one of you. And I want to start out with one thing. This is the strongest thing in the world. The strongest thing in the world is Kiddush Hashem. Okay, so I just want to start up one thing where nobody in Klai Yisrael said thank you to Hashem. And I wrote an article yesterday, and it's kind of gone a little bit crazy in Eretz Yisrael. They picked it up in the conventional news. It's on uh, Israel National News about thanking Hashem for what he did without us even knowing. We're lying in our beds, and we think, oh, we've got a rough life. We've got year and uh, coronavirus. It clouds everything, and people have health problems, and people have uh, income issues. But forget that, meanwhile, the dark side is still working. And there are grandsons of a Amalek that are still working day and night to try and destroy Yiddish Kinder. Okay, and what Hashem did uh, in 2016, Nasrallah started saying with a big grin on his face that uh, the demise of Eretz Yisrael, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, uh, the enemies of Israel is near. Okay, and what Hashem did, he took that, Iran, Nasrallah, and just what King David writes in Psalms, that the Russia, he digs a hole for, for, for the tzaddik to fall into, and the Russia falls into his own hole. And what you saw last Tuesday was sky high. Nobody understands what's saying. Oh, an accident, this, that was not an accident. It was not an accident that uh, Hashem saved, Hashem saved who knows, who knows what, what kind of Holocaust Hashem saved from. And uh, with, with all the ammonium nitrate and what they, they want to bombs and doomsday. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Everybody say thank you, Hashem. This is where I start. Just say thank you, Hashem. A public thank you, Hashem. Because we all, we all really deserve to say thank you to Hashem. Okay. First of all, very brief. I am going to be brief. I'm going to give a general idea of what we're speaking about. And then uh, Rebushi and, and, and Rav Menachem will pick it up. And you can ask me questions, whatever you like what we're speaking about, whatever's painful for you. Okay, at you don't, and like, I, I love the name of Rav Menachem's show, Keep It Real. We keep it real, we keep it real. But I tell you, what is a Muna? What is a Muna? Imagine you've got two fighters in Madison Square Garden and for the world champion heavyweight title. Okay, the loser is gonna get $3 million. The winner's gonna get $15 million, okay. So some guy comes in and he walks into Madison Square Garden. Somebody gives a free ticket. He's never seen professional boxing. He doesn't know what's going on. And he sees one of the fighters come at the other one. He starts swinging. And he says to the other fighter, he says, get out of there. They're going to get a hit. Get out of there. So wait till the bell and he goes down. He says, you know, get this turkey out of here. I'm in here. I'm going to win 15 million bucks. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win 15 million bucks. And when he gets hit, even the winner, even the winner, have you ever seen the champion? When you, you see the champion, uh, the, the, the champion has got a black eye and he's got a black nose. He's got $15 million. He's laughing all the way into the next world. That's where we're going. Okay. Yeah, we got a black guy. Yeah, we got a bloody nose. But then you come up and when you see what Yerushalmi tells about the honor guard that greets a person that has come in this world 
and fought in combat, was fought in combat with the dark side. Every single one of you has your own Esau angel. Every single one of you, your sons and daughters of Yaakov Avinu, and every single one of us, what's the, what, what do we say? A war against Amalek. Amalek is the grandson of Asaph. Okay, so it's not Asaph's angel, but Asaph's grandson. And the remez in Torah is that he's still there. Every one of us has our own Amalek. That's our own Yetzirah. And this is the championship battle. So how do we get through life? Rav Chaim of Voloshin, he gives us a Nefesh Chaim, three words. And this is something that really, this is, I, one thing I hate about, I, is Sinas Chinam. I hate Sinas Chinam. Sinas Chinam destroyed the base of Mikdash. And I don't like political jewelry, where it's my political party and my here and my there. And my hobby is to take what's in the Nefesh Chaim and find the same thing in the Baal Shem Tov, to find the same thing in the Gona Vilna, and to find the same thing that told us Yaakov Yosef, you could see because Ivre Elohim Chaim. Just like nobody can say, who would be the ridiculous thing they learn the Gemara, Havaya, Sabaya, and Rova? And say, no, Rova's out, Rova's out to lunch. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. Elu ve'elu divu elukim chayim. Abaya and Rova, it's all divu elukim chayim. So because if Parshat doesn't understand, doesn't understand, they're British lulam, we can explain to it. Okay, Abaya's talking about olama asiya, and Rava's talking about Olam Yitzira. So we're in a Sia. So this time, Ye'el Kagam, Etachaloch is like a Baya. All right. Because Hashem tells the attitude. So don't think that anything, it, it's all different. It's all the Emes of Torah. It's all Emes of Torah. So Reb Chaim of Elohim says three words. That's all you have to do. Ein od milvado. And he gives you a sign check. If you're in your challenge, you're in the ring and you're getting hit. And like I say, I was beautiful a beautiful hakdom, a beautiful introduction, Rav Menachem. Take what Rav Menachem told you. Keep in mind your painful problem. And, and you can hit me with it. Go ahead, hit me with it. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're not here to eat chocolate ice cream. And you, you can see people sometimes say to me, oh, well, Rav Lazer, you've got such an easy life. Oh, yeah? Okay, we'll, we'll hear about my easy life. All right. And uh, just take it, count my broken bones. Bul Hashem. Anyway. Keep your painful problem, and, and now we're going to apply our template how to deal with it. All right, ain't od bilvado. I'm going to teach you three things. There's only three things I want you to remember tonight, okay? We're going to keep it real and keep it simple. Okay, the first thing is the very first principle of the Rambam. We're explaining Reb Chaim Velozhin's ain't od bilvado. How can Reb Chaim give us a sign check that if you remember in your challenge, ain't od bilvado, that there's no one but Hashem, you are going to see Yeshua's, you're going to see salvation, you're going to see miracles that you never saw in your life, okay? Because this is the whole thing. But what do people do? Why are people manic and people are depressed? People are manic when they have success. Oh, wow, this is great. You know, like, like uh, Muhammad Ali, fly like a butterfly and sting like a bee. They had nobody but me. Okay, no. And then what happens when he gets in the ring with Joe Fraser and Joe Fraser knocks him out? Oh, depression, okay, depression. It comes in. When you think your successes are yours, and when you think your failures are yours, you're manic or you're depressed. But when you know everything comes from Hashem, and od bilvado, there's no one but Hashem. This right away give, puts your emotional level on even keel. Now you can function because you don't lose your mind. You know, with gaiva, with pride, a person loses his mind. He loses his mind, loses his thought process. And with depression, he certainly loses his mind. He can't function. But when you have ain't od milvado and you know 
that the game is not up to you. Yeah, you might be in the ring fighting, but you know who the coach is waiting and is going to water you out dead, give you water to drink and, and wipe your forehead and tell you what to do? That's Hashem. Hashem's right there. Not only that, Hashem's with you in the ring. Hashem's with you in the ring. You're not moving your fist. That's Hashem doing it. So remember, Enod Mevado, Hashem is always with you. There's no one with Hashem. And the first thing a Jew believes in, and the first of our 13 principles of Mino, who Mevado, he alone, Osa did, does, and will do everything. That's the first thing. Okay, now we go to the second thing. So who is this Hashem that does everything? Who's Hashem? People, have, you know, people go through their lives as from. I, I hate the word from. I hate the word from. Try this, okay? I will say the word from and smile. You can't do it. Say the word from. Go ahead, try it. From. Look, no, you can't do it. You can say, ah, oh, but mind me. Now say mind me. I'm a believer. Oh, it puts a big smile on your face. You can't do that. You can't do that, okay? You see that? You got to smile. You got to smile. Penny Weiss, you got to start smiling, my man. Okay, there you go. Okay, now you can, now can continue. Boch Hashem. So we remember that there's no Bar Hashem, but who is this Hashem? People learn, they, they learn, they learn Ksoisachoshin, they learn Baba Basra, the Elon, and they don't know who Hashem is. Okay, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You can't keep Shabbos. You can't learn Gemara. You can't cross the street if you don't know who Hashem is. Okay, Hashem is my loving Tat in Himmel, my loving Father in Heaven. Oh, but say, how can Hashem love me? Look what he does to me. All right. Uh, tonight, you're going to say, or if you already did already, David Myrif, you said Kriyashma. What is the bracha that you said before Kriyashma? You said, Baruchata Hashem, Yudke Vavke, A-D-O-N-I-A, because we're not based on Mikdash, we don't say Yudke Vavke, we say Ado, the Ado word. Okay. Shem Malchus, hold it tight out of the field. The third commandment, you shall not take Hashem's name in vain. Oh, but you said, Hashem, he loves his people Israel. Well, you're one of his people Israel. That means a klal and prat. You're a prat, part of the klal. You're a, a, a particular part of the general rule. Hashem loves you. Hashem loves you. And then Hashem comes in the Torah, he writes in his Torah, Okay, who is the abusive parent out there that takes a whip and whips his kids before he goes to sleep and scares them and yells at them. And then who's the abusive parent out there? We know if there's an abusive parent, you deserve to be in jail. Okay. Don't abuse your kid in front of me. No. Okay. But a Jewish parent? Abusive? No. Hashem is a million times more loving than the most loving parent amongst us. That's who Hashem is. That's my loving father in heaven. All right. So that's number two. Number one, everything's for Hashem. It's all Hashem. He alone did, does, and will do. And as for the Rambab's first principle, the first thing a Jew believes in, second, that he's my father in heaven, Derisa, Derisa. And were it not true, we would not say this brocha on Yisrael every day with shame and malchus. You think that on Sheik and say, okay, let's see how we can make the Jewish people for the next 2,000 years say brocha lebatol. It's crazy. It's up, of course, is to say something like that. So we know Hashem loves you. All right. So, if that is Hashem doing everything, and if that is number two, my father in heaven who loves me, therefore number three, everything he does in my life is for the best, whether or not I know it. Whether or not I know it. Okay, so you would say, well, but I don't understand anything. You don't understand. 
You know, there's a Minhag in Eretz Yisrael for 10th anniversary. You know what you buy your wife in 10th anniversary in Eretz Yisrael? You get a 10,000 piece puzzle or a batik. Depends what she prefers. A batik is needlepoint. Okay, that's a, the French needlepoint. That's what we call an Eretz Yisrael. Or a big needlepoint mural or a big 10,000 piece puzzle. And then your wife, she does it, works on it every night after kids go to bed for a whole year. She got this beautiful mural. She picks out the mural she likes with her own two hands. And then for the 11th anniversary, you take it to the frame maker and you buy an expensive frame, seven, $800 in, in Eretz Yisrael. I don't know what it costs in America. And you put it on your living, your, your living room. And everybody you see it in Eretz Yisrael and, and the community, Torah community, this is what they have. Because it's in Midhat. You see that in the Brody house, the Brody shoppers room too. Okay. Now let me ask you a question. If you have that 10,000 piece puzzle, and before you do the final paste it and take it to the frame maker, if one piece is missing, you got 9,999 pieces. Oh, that's no big deal. One piece missing. Who would buy an $800 frame for a puzzle that's got a piece missing? Nobody would do it, okay? But when Hashem does something and it's a 10,000 piece puzzle, we're not missing one piece. We're missing 9,900 pieces. Maybe we got a few pieces. We do not understand what Hashem is doing. When Hashem does something, he takes into account everything. He takes into account every one of your, your past go around, the future, and, your, and your, your mission in life, every single thing, but it is all for the best because this world is finite, just like the body is finite. If a person is body-oriented, yeah, sure, we have to stay in good shape. We certainly have to do interest here. Why do we have to stay in good shape? Why is it important to good shape? It's important to eat right because this body is designed to do mitzvahs, okay? And if the body is broken down, it can't serve Hashem. That's why when I, I pray every day, pray every day, and refainu, and ask for health, we ask for health, ask for health. We live for you, Hashem. If I don't have health, I can't do what I do. I can't do your mitzvahs. I can't do my mission in life. So it's like a soldier asking the king, soldier fights in the king's army. Oh, your majesty, can I have food? Can I have ammunition? Can I have a uniform? <laughs> the king said, what are you asking for? Are you crazy? I need you to fight my war. Okay, this is the same thing with Hashem. Hashem needs us to fight a war. But if you're fighting your own war, oh, wait a second, my Bermuda vacation. Uh, where is it? Tell where it says you need a Bermuda vacation. Or my new Mercedes. And where does it say that, uh, yeah, I have to have a Mercedes. Maybe a uh, Subaru is enough. I, I don't know, whatever. Thing is, when my orientation is to serve Hashem, then I get everything. Okay, but whatever Hashem is doing in my life is for the good of my tikkun, the good of my mission in life, the good of my soul correction in life, and that's it. Now we take into, okay, if you go, you go and, and you work out, and you go to trainer Penny Weiss, and you say, Penny, train me. Okay, he's gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Otherwise, if it doesn't hurt, it's not gonna make any gain. If there's no pain, there's no gain. In order to make muscle, you have to break down muscle. You have to break down muscle fiber, and then it builds, it comes stronger. The same thing is with the neshama. Hashem wants us to learn emuna. Nobody learned emuna from eating chocolate ice cream. I'm sorry, because people walk around with a Hollywood mentality, and they want Disney World, and they want this, they want comfort zone. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. That's not part of being Jewish. And people throw in the towel. And what do you throw in a towel? Throwing a towel, when you throw in the towel, you're saying that it's, it's all for my body. No, that's nothing. Forget about the body. Look forward, look forward, look past, look past. And it's a pain, it, it makes you grow, okay? It makes you grow, and you can, you can see the pain. 
we all get hit. What do you think? You know, laser looks at New York and my nose looks at Chicago. What? <laughs> it's been broken a couple of times. You get hit. All right. All the time, the same blind side goes to, this way. All right. Then that's just one part. But this is it. It's part of the turf. The important thing is, is when you can remember Ain Ode Milvado in your challenge. You don't want to share words with the first reward right on the spot is a smile on your face. You see people that have a smile on their face no matter what. You know, so, so people like that, that no matter what's going on, they can say, hey, my brother, hey, my sister, how you feeling? That's good. And, so, and say, yeah, it's difficult. Yes, there's unemployment. Yes, there's health challenges. Sure, this is, you know, Eretz uh, I, I In Eretz the government said, we beat coronavirus. There, there was a, a week and a half of Hashem's chesed. Hashem's loving kindness. Hashem knocked it out. The government said, we beat it? Oh, yeah? So now Hashem showed them how good they are. And it is very, very difficult here in Eretz Yisrael right now with the, with the health issue. And you've got to walk. you got to be careful. You can't do You don't have the same freedom of movement to, to do whatever you can. And uh, Hashem. But still, we know that it's all from Hashem. And Hashem wants to bring us Mashiach. And Hashem wants to clean us our act, clean up our act. And people are walking around and Lucy in the sky with diamonds. They, they have no idea what this world is about. So Hashem has to keep them real. And Hashem gives us a challenge that nobody can help. Okay, with all the word and all the thing, there's a vaccine. Every day, somebody new comes up and says they got a vaccine for coronavirus. Uh-uh. Doesn't work. Corona in Latin is crown. That's the keter. Hashem said, this is from me, from the top. Okay, and you can't beat Hashem. You can't beat Hashem. So if you can't beat him, you join him. How do you join him? Ain od milvado. Okay, you flow with the punch. You roll with it. Okay, you don't let it. When a person walks into a punch, they punch it this way, and you walk into it, it makes it hurt more. Okay, but you flow with it. There's what's called Aikido. And Aikido is taking the momentum of your enemy and putting it for your advantage. It's the same thing. The Yeser wants to give me doubt the strength of the doubt of the Yetzer, throw it up to Hashem. Throw it right up to Hashem. How to do this? We'll talk about it. Okay, but I want you to remember these three things. Everything is from Hashem. Hashem is our loving Father. That he loves us more than anything else. Therefore, everything is for the best. That's it. And this is the introduction. And I'm going to turn it back to uh, Rav Menachem and to Ushi. Okay, and uh, I don't want to take more time, but because I'm sure people have a lot of questions and this and that, Bukh Hashem. Go. Razor, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna see if you, we can see we can see if we're gonna hit you like like you know like like a like if you could if we could sting like a like like a butterfly. We're gonna come after you now. We got the three assignments. Okay, let's take a two minute break over here. We're gonna take a little poll. We'll see everybody's holding. Again, everybody who's on the program, please open up your cameras. We want to ask Razor Brody questions. He put down the three basic assignments of Enel Bavade, and again, it obviously affects everybody's going through things in life and different challenges. Let's try to, you know, ask him and be dynamic. Let's start with the polls. Okay, everybody, look at the poll questions. We are all on a journey of Amuna. How would you gauge yourself currently with Amuna? A, I am strong with my Amuna. B, I am learning and growing. C, I'm very bumpy road struggling with my Amuna. And the final answer is I'm lost in the forest. I'm not connected at all with Amuna. That's the first question. The follow-up question is what do you do to strengthen yourself in Amuna? A, daven with Kavana, say Tehillim. B, speak to Hashem in my own words, in your own words. C, connect with rabbis, speeches, Torah learning, go to Zoom programs. Or D, I haven't figured out my way of connecting yet. Everybody can please vote. I'd like to get a little feeling from the crowd of River Blazer. You see the question? 
Oh, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. I Mamash loves this. And that to see it and people, first of all, I'm telling you, everybody is gonna make unbelievable progress because mm-hmm. the MS sticky answers. I mean, look at the way people are not saying, oh, you know, I'm right. No, no, we want MS. Let's get real. It is getting real. I love it. I love it. Okay. And, and you're all gonna be blessed. And everybody's gonna everybody's gonna leave here tonight with a smile on their face. That's guaranteed. Okay, guys, three more seconds. Three, two, one. End it. That's fine. Sure. Okay, everybody, these are the results. We are current. We are all on a journey with the Muna. How could? You, how would you gauge yourself currently? Seventeen percent of people here tonight they feel they're very strong with the Muna. Revelations are coming here just for for what's it called? A checkup. Lovely. Sixty-five percent are learning and growing, and I'm assuming that's the main reason they're here. They want to keep on growing and keep on going stronger. Sixteen percent are very bumpy roads. They're struggling, and two percent are completely lost in the forest. Number you know, two. it's a perfect bell curve. It's a perfect bell curve. You've got perfect. 17 on one end, 18 on the other end, and 65 in the middle. It's a perfect bell curve. We got the, we got the perfect crowd. You see, I, I worked it out for you. What do you do to strengthen yourself in the Muna? 70% say, Davin with Kavana Tehillim. A whopping 48% speak to Hashem in their own words. I knew that would be the answer. That's what I do. The third one is connect to the rabbi. Speech is totally only 28%. And 7% haven't figured it out. So that's why everybody's here tonight. It's good to get a, a feeling from the crowd. Um, we have a few live questions. We have some basic questions. Um, let's start with a live question. Is he available? Yeah. Scott, every week, Scott. Come on, we need you every week. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Brody. Hi, Scott. How you doing? Um, so I guess uh, the question I asked, I actually have a different question first, if I may, but Seems Ainon Mabado and 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 Amuna, I guess, are the same thing, right? Um, but I guess when does Ainon Mabado apply at the end of what the outcome, right? This happened, Ainon Mabado, or, or or when are we supposed to uh, be thinking Ainon Mabado? Great question, Scott. Great question. Okay, hold hold it here. Let me answer the first part of the question. Okay, I'm going to repeat the question to everyone, Scott. So we'll all be together. Scott is asking a fantastic question. Scott says, okay, all right? He accepts don't but what does this apply to? Is this every, not everything is a shem, every one of my thoughts is shem, I'm not responsible for anything. Uh, I'm elaborating on what you're, what you're asking, Scott, okay, because it's such a good question. Uh, the answer is like this. Scott, we have to have two mentalities. We have a mentality, a lekitchila mentality, and a dievid mentality. Okay, in other words, in Latin it's called, in, in logic, the guys that go to law school call it a priori and a posteriori. I, I prefer lekitchila to dievid. Okay, before we do something, before we do something, we know we have to use the brains that Hashem gave us, and we have to use our Torah brains. Okay, or uh, the Magi the Duvna, the Duvna Magi, he learned from the Gaon the difference between a wise man and a fool. Okay, the Gaon has a, a perfect, I, I, I didn't see this directly in the Gaon, I learned this from the, from the Duvna Magi, it sent me to the Gaon. The Gaon has a perfect malach about what's smart and what's dumb. Okay. The more a person applies the wisdom of Torah to his thought process, the smarter he is. And the less, that's the dumber he is, okay? In other words, if a person takes the, you know, his, his, his Hollywood and, and politics, and, and this is the way he makes a decision, 
He's not very smart. Okay. So before we do something, we use the best tools we have, which of course is the toad. We use our best tools. All right. Once we've done something, Jimmy the Greek in Las Vegas, the game is thrown. The outcome was done. Hashem decided whether we won or whether we lost. That's all up to Hashem. Okay, but before I do something, I'll give you an example. Uh, a young 18-year-old boy or girl is getting it for the driver's chest, going to be chest for the driver's license, okay? They have to do their very, very, very best to pass that driver's license. You have to learn the theory and then take enough driver's lessons and make sure that the instructor said they're ready for the test. But if in the test, they hit the pole and they flunked the test, that's Hashem did that. Well, they come up, Hakam Hashem hates me. Hakam Hashem made me flunk the test. No, Hashem loves you. Hashem knows that you might be good enough to drive in Lakewood, okay? But when you get on I-95 and that truck cuts you off, you're not going to be experienced enough to get out of that. So Hashem wants you to have another six, seven, eight driver's license. Now go back, and the second time you're going to pass. This is how it works, Scott. Do you understand? Before you do something, you make your best effort. Once it's done, then you put on your Amuna cap, and you have to know that it's all from Hashem. Got it. Very nice. Okay, now let me ask my, my real question. How does Eno uh, Mavado reply in parenting? Eno Mavado applies in parenting. Okay, first of all, you don't rely on your own brain. You rely on Hashem. Okay. And then you have to ask it, Hashem, let me do your will in raising this child. Now, you know that you've got child number one, child number two, child number three. Each one is different in the Shoma. Okay, biologically, they're going to have yours and your Repetson's DNA. Okay, but uh, spiritually, you don't know what they're doing. They're, they're completely different. And that's why King Solomon gives Hanoch Lanar Alpi Dalko. King Solomon, the wisest man ever lived, says you educate a child according to the child's inclination. In other words, if you're a frustrated former football player and you made it on the high school team, but you didn't make it on the college team, and you certainly make it in the NFL, and now you want to relive your life through your son, let him play football, now he wants to play the violin. And a lot of parents do this. Okay, and sure, we all want our kids to be scholars, but we encourage them. And if you could see, okay, you have your son and, and he's not so into Toysfus, but he loves Midrashim. Let him read Midrashim. Let him have a love of Torah. No, but I want him to be a Rosh Hashimah and a Mabad. they got to be Toysfus and Toysfus. Back off. Back off. If you let him love his Midrashim, you let him love, he's a, he, he has a book, Kozu Hachamenu, about a Midrashim for kids, and he's into this day and night. Okay, you break him on that, and he's going to be in the Netflix because you didn't let him do what he wanted. All right. In other words, we direct them into the general direction, but then let them go with the freedom of their neshama. And you know, our kids aren't horses to that people want to break their kids. And people want that they think their kids are for their own personal COVID. Okay. And it, it's not for your own personal prestige. We have these precious diamonds in our hands that Hashem gives us for safekeeping. Okay. So say Hashem, help me. It's, it's your neshama. You know what that neshama needs to do. Help me, Hashem, that I should be able to enable this neshama to flourish. It's all with Hashem. It's all with Hashem. And then, Scott, once you're done with that, you know, you can't be mechanech your kids. You have to be mechanech yourself. 
because an expression in English, if you don't live it, you can't give it, all right? If I say, hey, Scott, I need to uh, listen for just till tomorrow morning. I'll pay you back in chocolates. Give me a hundred bucks, okay? I'm short on cash. If you don't have a hundred bucks in your wallet, you can't loan me a hundred bucks. Okay, so we make all kinds of demands and kids, oh, you gotta be big, must meet him. And then the father's got his nose in the Wall Street Journal. Hey, daddy, you must meet. What do you read with your coffee in the morning? The Wall Street Journal or, or Dafyomi? By the way, Mazel Tov Dafyomi. Instead of, I'm waiting as soon as we finish before Shakris, but we'll be able to do a seal, last, last blot and Gomorrah Shabbos. So everybody in the Dafyomi, Mazel Tov, we all finish. Uh, you gotta wait till tomorrow morning. Uh, already tomorrow. Okay, Bohesh, I'm looking forward. But this is, this is the mindset we have to go. That's the anode Novato when raising kids and doing whatever it is. Before you, you want to make a lot of money, you want to succeed in business, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you sell real estate. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a health professional. Whatever you do, before you see a client, before you see a customer, Hashem, help me succeed. Well, Hashem says, oh, you've asked me? How many of us are to Koshi Vodsamyodi, the might of my right arm? And our guy that gets in our way, our arrogance says away, doesn't let us speak to Hashem. No, before you do, three seconds, Hashem be with me. Hashem help me. That's it. Your day is complete. Your transaction is different. Now you know that if you succeed, it's Hashem that helped you succeed. Why didn't you succeed? Because Hashem knew it's not good for you. It's not good for your tikkun. That the success is going to make you even more arrogant than before. So Hashem says, I want my beloved son, my beloved daughter, to be arrogant. Okay. That they, you tell it before you put the, the challahs in the oven. Hashem, help us, help us be successful. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're cooking, whether you're baking, whether you're doing the laundry, whether you're in business, whether you're learning. Hashem, help me understand the Torah. What do you guys that they, they, they get upset? They have to do that. You see a guy coming out of college, long. What's the matter? He's, just, he's afraid to admit he doesn't know what's flying. You know why you don't know what's flying? Because you think it's you. Okay, you think you know what you're Potovich, they said you were the Spitz and it made you feel great. Now, Mr. Spitz, you don't understand anything. You know why? Because you never asked Hashem, Hashem, help me understand my Torah. Hey, what do we say? What do we beg Hashem three times a day? Hashem gives Hashem of Das. And then comes the Midrash, no Hashem, you go back on the shelf and it's all me. It's me. I'm the big man on the campus. I'm the big man in the base Midrash. I'm the big man in the Sifted of Lakewood. No, you're not the big man that's been sifted Lakewood. You want to be the big man? You be the little man because the little man is big. What's the little man? The little man is with a little ego. It's not me, it's Hashem. That's Eno Bivado in your learning. That's Eno Bivado in your Shiva. That's Eno Bivado in Koilo. But they teach all the people, all the stuff. They don't teach Eno Bivado. They don't teach Emunah. You got to live. Emunah means to live your life with Hashem. Anima Amin, that's Emunah. Okay, the first thing, people know all kinds of things by heart. How many people know the 13 principles of Amunah by heart? Oh, they're ashray, they're, okay. That's so important. You've got to live it. It's got to flow in your blood. Laser, we're getting tons of questions here. We've got to move on. Go. Right, next one, let's go. Let's go. I want, to, I want to try to get more people. Everybody wants to ask, please text me. Let's get people on. There's, I have a whole list over here. Scott, thank you very much. Avrami, put him on. Avram. Uh, good evening. Um, I think part of my question may be answered. I'm not sure, but I have a question anyway. Um, I think sometimes I find that the, the small countries in life, something that drastic happens or a little happens, like it's easier to say, you know, in the wild day. You said, Ushi, you got to, I coming through me with a lot of static. Yeah, Romy, you're very not clear. You want to try one more time? If not, we'll move on to the next one. 
as well. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. Um, hopefully it's a little better. Is it any better? A little bit, let's try. Um, the question I had was that, uh, that uh, sometimes in the big punches or small punches of life, sometimes in the, the big uh, scenarios where either a disaster happens or something good happens, um, sometimes it can be easy to find, you know, to say, you know, Vada, when you spend, let's say, three weeks trying to find a job, which is not something, you know, too drastic either way. The regular things that happen, uh, sometimes it's harder to see in Mavada. How would you get um, uh, the, 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 the everyday scenario? Blazer, he's asking when, when it's a harder Nisoyen and it's a more fair long-term thing, how do you build yourself up? What's a practical mahalach to make that, you know, when you, when okay. you lose the parking spot, you can stay in Mavada. Avrami, if you're a soldier in the king's army and a king sends you to the front, okay, the king is, doesn't send his soldiers to get shechted, okay? The king sends his soldiers to win because if the soldiers get shechted, then the enemy comes and ends up shechted the king, okay? Avrami, if Hashem sends you to battle and Hashem gives you a nisayon, it means that you have the tools to succeed, all right? But the problem is, is that people, why do people not succeed? Because they don't believe in Hashem and they don't believe in themselves. Oh yeah, they believe in eating Shulton Shabbos and they believe in, uh, you know, in, in uh, Shlugan Kaporis on Erev Yom Kippur, but they don't believe that Hashem is with them. Okay, you believe that Hashem is right there with you, right? Hashem's not gonna let you go. Hashem is not gonna let you go. There's all types of stories about how people have been through the worst, the worst, the worst situations. And I, I don't want to start telling you the stories and this and that. Before I even knew anything, before I even knew that there was tefillin in the world, and Hashem put in mind the Shema that he's with me, and this saved my life. And did this it. When, when, as soon as you know that Hashem is with you, as soon as you feel that Hashem is with you, and to feel that Hashem is with you, for I'll give you an example. If a person is out of shape, he can't feel his muscles. He can't feel this. If there's a trainer, I don't tell a person to go run 42 kilometers a marathon. First of all, you walk around the block little by little to get in touch with your body. The same thing with your neshama, get in touch with your muna. If a person doesn't have a relationship with the Shem, that's what I'm saying. The way to relationship with the Shem is we start walking around the walk with the Shem. Hashem, let me cross the street. Hashem, be with me when I cross the street. Of Rumi, how many people have walked well, in a green light and a crosswalk, and all of a sudden a truck goes through a red light? It's not a foregone conclusion that somebody crossed the street. And especially with, with uh, COVID 19, it's not a foregone conclusion that we're going to wake up the next morning. So, one of the things, the great thing of COVID, what's, what's great about COVID 19? I'll tell you what's great about COVID 19. Ever since COVID 19 came onto the playing ground, and uh, Laser Brody's cardiologist says, hey, you know something, Laser? You're 71. I said, okay, so my, my driver's license and my passport says I'm 71, but my body doesn't say that. He says, yeah, but you still, you got to take care and this and that, and ba 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 And he started giving all this scenario about what uh, coronavirus does to people my age. Okay, but I said, wait a second, wait a second. That's from you, Hashem. Okay, the, the cardiologist, he's not, he's not one of my Amuna students, but this is you, Hashem. I don't hear the cardiologist, I hear Hashem. So what is great about the coronavirus? Laser Brody has been saying every single morning when he gets up, thank you, Hashem. I don't say 
like uh, like a parrot, like a Brazilian parrot. We're so middle we're so used to it. It's not a foregone conclusion. In Eretz Yisrael now, there's 10, 11 people dying every single day. It used to be in Eretz Yisrael when a soldier got killed. That was banner headlines. Oh my goodness, a soldier got killed. And look how sensitive people are coming. Look what happened in Lakewood. Look what happened in Borough Park. Look what happened in Williamsburg in your own backyard. It is a foregone conclusion that somebody's going to wake up tomorrow morning. Then we can wake up. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. My heart works. Thank you, Hashem. My eyes work. Thank you, Hashem, for another breath. Ah, Hashem says, you're going to say thank you? Now I'm going to give you real reasons to thank me. Okay? So this, we have to get used to living with the Shem, living with the Shem. And Avrami, you're right. When, when things, when the tougher really, it's hard to feel a Shem. You know why it's hard to feel a Shem in the tough times? Because the same person doesn't feel a Shem in the easy times. Get used to living your life with the Shem. Okay? A Shem, when you sit down to the table, sit down to the table, a Shem, let me eat what's good for my, my body in the Shema, what's healthy. Hashem, let me eat so that I can, I can do my job, so I can daven with kafona, so I can, I can work, I gotta, make, I, I gotta make a living so my kids can learn in cheder. It's not, it's not, come to Eretz Yisrael, cheder is free, okay? You guys, you spend, what you spend on cheder, you can live like a king in Eretz Yisrael. All right, this is a little side, I couldn't, I couldn't help it, I'm sorry guys, couldn't help it. All right, we'll for the end. Dessert, yeah. dessert. Okay. Good. Uh, Ushi, back Are you ready for the next one? I think you might know this guy. Let's see. Judah, you're on? All right, guys. Hey, Big Judah. Judah. <laughs> Big Judah, my brother. How you doing? How's the Rebbe? Okay. I don't want to keep this. Probably a lot of people waiting. I'll ask very quickly and straight oh, no. to the point. So I'm going to ask a New York question. New York question is, is that sometimes things going real smooth. A lot of times, all of a sudden, you think everything's going smooth. All of a sudden, the machine gun opens fire on you. And then you want to hit into the Eno Mavado on the spot. And, but you're, you're frazzled. Well, everything was fine 30 seconds ago. Now, all of a sudden, things are going sideways. Whoa, where'd this come from? Or, it's come, or you're in a business meeting and it's just going, it just went upside down in the last 10 seconds. And oh my goodness. But you, you have enough cognizance to say, I want to say the Enol Mavado, and you start saying Enol Mavado, but with the Enol Mavado un, under those circumstances, what can you do? What can you think of at that time in order to connect to the really to the Enol Mavado when you're frazzled? What is those bullet points, uh, so to speak, you know, that, that you're able to, okay, Enol Mavado, uh, Enol Mavado, Enol Mavado, but, but, but really, what am I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying it, I'm not connecting. Okay, Judah Cohen, brother Judah, is asking for an emergency, and in Israeli army is called a tzav shmona, an emergency call. Okay, it's a tzav shmona, an emergency right. call. Right back. Okay, and when we're under fire, it's called, you're called for, you're talking for an emergency strike. All right, this is life and death, strike. What do you do in a life and death situation? Okay, I'm going to give you a discount. I'm going to take Adon Bivado and turn it to one word. Hashem! That's it. In your brain. Hashem! The silent scream. Okay, coming. Hashem, I cannot handle this. Hashem, me, Judah, I do not have the tools. Me, laser, I don't have the tools. Hashem, this is in your lap. Okay? Adon, and King David did that. Things got so tough for him. He says, Hashem, I place 
my spirit, I place my neshama in your hands. I, I just can't handle it. I got a wife that's going against me. I got a father-in-law that's trying to kill me. I got kids that are revolted against me. I got my advisors going against My own father thinks I'm a little child. I got enemies from within. And And then King David says, After he yells out, after he yells out, Now we get to come. Shep says, okay. You want to be in my trust? Come, my son. Put you like a baby in my arms. And now King David says, uh, I'm like a baby in his mother's bosom, in baby's arms. All right. All you need to do, you can't remember any of because you're under fire. You have machine gun fire. I hear it. <laughs> in New York, machine guns, they're machine guns. Okay, different. They're just as strong as the Hamas and the Hezbollah machine guns, for sure. Okay. Hashem. Hashem. Hashem is saying, you are under fire. You're in a crossfire. You're getting it from your customers. You get it from your boss. You get it from the IRS. You get, you come home, you get it at home, you get in here, you get in there. Uh, you, you, you still, you, your, your, your beloved, wow, wow, wow. I, I think I, I see you. Know, I think of, of, of Jackie Zichornavacha. Judah Cohen, he, under, he just lost his brother from Corona and he made a machla and this and that. Wow. And, and I, I'm saying, as I'm talking, I got Jackie in my mind. This should be to Louis Nishmas Jackie. Amen. Thank you. Got it. it, it okay. So see, just, just Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. You know, and, and, and to see that this is, and this is what you got to tell Esther. You got to Jackie's on one, and this is what Dad got to tell the kids. Just Hashem, call that to Hashem. Hashem says, "My Kindlach, I'm right there with you. I know that. I know that." And you want to know something? This will be the biggest honor for Jackie's neshama when despite the pain, the whole family can call out to Hashem. We don't leave Hashem. No, Hashem, we do not understand what you're doing. But I guarantee you, if you could see, if you saw Jackie learning with Aaron Cohen up in Shemayim, you wouldn't have any more questions, okay? If you saw, yeah, Aaron Cohen has given Jackie the, the, the shot. On, on, on what, what, what happens in Oilam Silas and Birkas Kohanim, you wouldn't have any questions anymore, okay? But you can't see this because we would lose um, our... Can I say it? I'm chaos. I miss Can I say it? a second. All right, continue. Hashem. Okay, Jude. Love you, baby. Okay, we have a few more questions. I'm going to jump in over here. <laughs> Everything's going wrong tonight. Okay. Actually, this question is actually geared for Coach Menachem and Reblazer. I don't know whoever wants to go first. If everything Hashem loves us so much, and I know you strong and everything, the very basic question, where does the tefillah have a place? If everything is from Hashem and Hashem runs the world and loves us, why should I daven? Okay. Davening does like this. Davening gives me the, the cognizance. I'm not, davening gives me the cognizance that I need Hashem for every breath. Governing this, I mentioned we mentioned we're talking about guys in Koilo, guys Adam Das. You can governing is my thought process. Hashem, you open up a person's mind. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Mi Sampel Adam. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't put two words together. He knew he lived with Hashem. He knew that Hashem gave him his power of speech. Hashem gave him everything. When I daven, I come up with everything. I ask Hashem for my health. I ask Hashem for my brains. I ask Hashem to be able to move a finger from here to there. 
Okay, every brain, you know how many brain impulses to move a finger 90 degrees from here to here? It's something like 90 million brain impulses. Wow, and if a person loses one of those brain impulses, his finger's paralyzed. Everything. We don't even have no idea. That's why I started with the, with the story of Beirut and why we have to all thank Hashem. We don't know what our enemies doing. We don't realize, uh, people ask me, uh, how do I not think about Torah when I go to the Asher Yatsa room in the bathroom? You know what I tell everybody? Get a book of anatomy. Okay, first year university anatomy or even first year high school anatomy and learn about the body. Learn about the body and you'll know how to say thank you about Hashem. People don't know what's inside their digestive system. They eat, but you know one thing, you know that it's a bracha when you have a good digestion, okay, that if it's too much or too little, they're both painful and they're both uncomfortable. What a bracha it is, okay? So learn. Thank you, Hashem, for my pancreas. Thank you, Hashem, for my gallbladder. Thank you, Hashem, for my liver. Thank you, my liver filters out the way the liver is doing right now. That all the terrible, terrible stuff in a person's bloodstream is getting filtered out from the liver. Thank you, Shem, for my kidneys. Thank you, Shem. Thank you, Shem. Thank you, Shem. That's living with the Shem. Okay, Yoshi, back at you. Here we go. You ready? This is the question of the night. This is why we're all Fire. gathered here tonight. Fire. You ready? Yep. Here's the question. If I do all the stuff that Rabbi Lazer brought, he's talking about, and I believe in Hashem, and I trust Hashem, will I get everything I want? Will my life be perfectly rosy? Is that the magic answer? Oh, uh, well, suppose, let me tell you something, okay, who, they, uh, particularly, did everybody ask that question? Or particularly, everybody. I'd like to, everybody, okay, everybody. There's a, line, there's a line outside by the lotto store right now, actually. Okay, consider this, it's a personal answer for you. I'm talking to you, there's nobody, it's just you and I, all right. Imagine I'm your tatin. Okay, maybe I'm old enough to be a Zaydi, but I'm your Tata. I got married grandchildren already. Okay, I'm your Tata. Okay, and you say to me, Tata Laser, I want chocolate toffee. Tata Laser say, no, you're not going to have chocolate. I want chocolate toffee. You love chocolate toffee. I want chocolate toffee. I said, no, England, no, Maydale, you're not going to get it. Why? You hate me. What an abusive father you are. Oh, yeah? Let's see whose abusive father is. Okay. So somebody, uh, you know, the, the liberal uh, modern father is going to give you all the chocolate toffee you need. 15 years down the road, you can have two holes. One in your pocket from the dentist and a great big, great big hole in your mouth from the root canal. Okay. So some things people want and they don't get it. You, you dream, you're on Shiduchim, and you dream of this dream guy and dream girl. Hashem knows all about that guy and all about that girl that you don't know about. And Hashem knows he'd have a miserable life with it. And so all of a sudden you get turned down and you're devastated. The boy didn't turn you down. The girl didn't turn you down. Hashem turned you down. Or the shidduch gets ruined. Oh, the neighbor talked to me in Lashon I wanted so much this shidduch. Hashem didn't want it. It's not good for you. Hashem gives us what's good for us. And this is when I bless people. When I bless people, one of my favorite blessings, Hashem yanek kol mishilot libcha letovah. Hashem should answer all your heart's wishes for the best, what's ultimately good for you, good for your neshama. But not good for this world. So, so, okay, suppose Hashem gives you a lot of money, but with that money you do bad things and uh, come to the next world. They say, no, this is not your address. Go downstairs. How many people won the Irish lottery and committed suicide? I think I had a nice life before, Hevre and Rusa, this and that. Now they won the Irish lottery, it doesn't have any peace of mind. 
phones ringing day and night, this and that, boop, 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 on the doorbell and here and there. Well, what a, it, it's a curse. You know why? Because it wasn't for the good. And this is the answer to Philip, the, the core question. Anytime I daven for something, it's going to be for my good. If I get something without davening, it's not going to be good for me because the reason is if I get a success without davening for that success, then it's going to make me a Balgaiva. And so Hashem doesn't want that. Why? Because Hashem says, me, Hashem says, me. Hashem and the arrogant person cannot live in the same universe. They can't be in the same universe. So what our whole purpose of life, the whole ball game, the, the, the fight we're in the ring fighting is to get close to Hashem. That that Baldovar, that uh, Esau's angel, the Amalek that's in the ring trying to hit us is trying to keep us away from Hashem. We got to get him out of the way to get to Hashem. All right, that's my whole purpose. I want to fight you close to Hashem. Why? Because you see what the Yerushalmi Gomorrah in Tractate Psochim, it gives the example of the honor guard that sits on the king's table. Okay, and the king's son, he cries. One day the king says, why are you crying? He says, a father, all these heroic soldiers that fought in the war, they're on your table, the guests on your table. And what am I doing here? I was born here. I didn't do anything. So he says, I want to go to the war too. The king says, no, you can't do it. You're not, you're not, you're not going to last. He says, no, I got to do I got to be tested. I'm going to be like them. You know who that neshama was? The king's son, the king's daughter. That was your neshama. You begged Hashem to come down here to the war. And now we get hit and we're crying about it. We begged it. You see, if there's a paper, you see in a ship, this is, this is a result. A result says that the Shoma signs a paper and Emerald to come down to this world. Okay. And now it's not comfort zone, but you see America convinces at television and movies and my, it convinces a person comfort zone, the comfort zone. And we're doing the people out of the comfort zone. Go to Bnei Brock, go to Bnei Brock. Okay. Now that, Go see, ask to, to go into Reb Chaim Kanievsky. And even if they don't let you in, go into the apartment. Somebody ever saw the way Reb Leib Steinman lived? Reb Leib Steinman, so partial. Broken down furniture, barely. This is the Doyle Yisrael. The Doyle Yisrael looked at the Tachlis. They looked at the Tachlis, looked at the end, the end game. Nobody knew the end game like Reb Leib Steinman. And his whole life was it, for the end game, the ultimate. And this was so close to Emmis. Okay, so that's why just completely in the Torah. So it's not necessarily good when Hashem gives us everything we want because we're like little kids and we want the toffee. So if we want toffee, give it to us. Reb Leib, yeah. I want to jump in the middle because somebody's texting me a good question to follow up on this. Person's writing, the more I work on this, the more attuned I am, the more upset I am with myself when I fail. How could I work on it and be okay when I fail? I don't want to, I don't, that's, that's the question. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you, I guarantee you, there is no bigger flunky on earth, no bigger failure on earth than Laser Brody. The worst flunky on earth. Okay, I'll give you an example. When I learned at Ashik Torah, and I was a I was a Balchuva. I came from I went went to Asia Torah, and I Hashem opened up my eyes and on my second war, and I realized Hashem in the world. So now I'm looking for him, and I went into Yeshiva. Okay, and I saw these guys, you know, Asia Torahs for American Balchuvas uh, in Eretz Yisrael, and the guys I learned with, 
and especially after after my first couple of years of complete immersion Gomorrah, that went into their smicha program. The guys in the smicha program, they were on fire. The guys were CPAs and lawyers and this and that. I learned in Cal College. Okay, you know, you could how to feed a chicken, how to milk a cow, how to plant an apple tree. This laser could teach you. These guys were brilliant. Okay, these guys were brilliant. And they used to catch, they hop things in one thing. I didn't know what's flying. I know it's flying. I remember in Ilha Shabbos, Shiat Mona Hazora, I cried. I'd learned that 101 times. And finally, I thought I was going to flunk out. Got an 88 on the test. Anything below 80 in a, in a coil of hurrah, it, it's a flunk out. So you had all these, all these guys. And uh, when the smoke clears, look at it. Evan Masu Aponim. Not that the, 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 the throw the stone that the builders threw away, he becomes the cornerstone. Same thing in the army. In my unit, all these Rambo types, I was the weakest guy in the unit. I could do one thing wherever I went. Okay, the guys that were stronger in a bar fight, couldn't beat a single one of them. Not a single one of them. Anything, they were all big, tough, tough guys. And not me, not me. I grew up a kid. When I was a little kid, I was obese and I was asthmatic and I had everything. But Bosham, the one thing, that nobody beat me in. And that was desire. That was desire. You just could not break laser. Couldn't break. Just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And get hit and the nose is broken. Isn't it? I think people say, well, I mentioned at the beginning, people say you got an easy life. I got an easy life. Okay. If you would look and see me in the gym, and maybe you can ask Pennywise. Pennywise has been with me in the gym. Okay. I've got, I'll show you protruding bones from my hand here. Look at this. Push it to the wrist. I, wrist. Want to, I want to bring Prini on, Prini on soon. I want to discuss a little physical versus Amuna being healthy. Okay. I want to get down to that in a few minutes. In a minute. I want to bring Prini okay. on one-on-one. Okay. I'm walking around with broken ribs. You see the nose is broken. That's it. Collarbone is broken. Okay. I don't know how many broken fingers and broken toes. And Keep on going. And it can't be healed. Keep on going. Uh, can't believe I got atrial fibrillation. They gave me two heart surgeries, didn't do anything. Two electric shocks, like cardiac arrest, didn't do anything. Okay, I'm still walking, working out, this and that. I'm not lifting heavy metal anymore. Okay, no heavy metal, but uh, I can do stuff. I can get down and push up, sit ups, run. Sure, please, we're getting, I'm getting a lot more questions. We have a lot of live people. Hey, I have fire a lot away, fire away. We got I'm going, I want, to get, I want to get to everybody tonight. Okay, Miriam, you're on. Menachem, jump in. We want you, Menachem. Where are you? Sleeping. Miriam, are you on? Wait one more minute. Um, Hi. Okay, yeah. Hello, yeah. hi. Yeah, hi. Yeah. My wife wants to watch him with a short time. I know him we say if you're, if uh, my my son is not showing the Shabbos, and what's the Einoid Mulvada on it? Okay, can I, can I grab it? Lazy, before you answer that, because I have a few more questions, I'm going to elaborate. A few questions came in uh, before the year that people that have, you know, how do you say Einoid Mulvada when, when you have a child that's completely not from, and also physically and mentally, forget about from that, also the deteriorating. How do you take such a, a big sign like that? It's actually also part of next week's share a little bit. We'll talk about the Einoid Mulvada part. How do we infuse that for the physical part? To get through it. Okay, so wait a second. Be more. The question is a, a little broad. It's all over the court. 
pushy. Give me more direct. Okay, Adam. Somebody, is, people have children that are, are not from and also physically. Stop, harm stop right there. Kid not from. Wait a second. That, that not from is one physical challenge. Not from. Okay. What, what do you want from. me? To, I don't want to give a shot as answer. Okay. Let's are we talk talking about kids off the derech or kids with physical challenges? Okay. Off the derech. Off the derech. Off the derech. Okay. First of all, First of all, start smiling. Start smiling. Start smiling. There you go. That, that's it. That's it. Because a lot of kids are off the derech because their parents are from and they're kind of this. And kids nowadays they want they want happy. You got to smile all the time. You got to smile all the time. And the first thing you got to tell your child, whoever he is is that I love you unconditionally. And just like you your own life and you got your own tikkun, they have their own life. And I want to tell you something. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of kids, uh, especially, I don't want to say to, about which sector, this and that, they come in from homes and go off the derech and people go crazy this and that. Uh, I'm going to hit you with something. Now, how you play in on Ivaldo, it's all for the best. It's all for the best. It's for the best for you, and it's for the best for your child. But what do parents do? Hit the kid. We're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. You're gonna do that. Okay, uh, okay. One second. One second. Let Rev Laser answer. Yeah, but is, is there you're supposed to be a simcha? You're supposed to long arm a simcha? Okay. Here's the thing. The the first thing you got to be a simcha. Okay. If you're walking around with a long face, there's no young person in America that wants a life with a long face. He says, "This is where Torah and Yiddishkeit brings me." No, out in the street, they're having a great time, okay? And then you come home and know the kid, how can I keep a shovel? No, 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 no. First of all, you have to one thing. If you see that you're having a great life, and if you have good shalom bias, and you smile at your wife, and your wife smiles at you, your kid is going to want a piece of the action because everybody's looking for happiness, all right? The number one thing, and people don't like to admit it, they like to put the blame on other people. They put the blame on the child. Uh, wait a second, look in the mirror. Like we said, child education before, okay, you, you can't give it. And if you want to give your child a Muna, you've got to have a Muna. So how do you bring a child back? You don't bring him back. You bring yourself back. Hashem, how do I make chuba? Hashem has given me that. You see that? You right away go back to front. Don't frown. Smile. Frown. Stop. Don't stop smiling. Don't stop smiling. The Rambam says, Adam nifal al pi but you keep smiling, you keep smiling, you keep smiling, it comes habituary. Okay? Don't frown at the child. You know what the frown at the child? When you frown at the child, he right away tells himself, hey, wait a second. Why is mom unhappy with me? Why is dad unhappy with me? Dad and mom are not unhappy with you, but dad and mom lack a muna. Because dad, dad and mom had, had a muna and they know what and Hashem loves them, they smile. But since they don't have a muna, they can't teach their child the muna. So therefore, to bring a child off the derech, you can't bring him back in on the derech. You have to right. bring themselves back in the derech. By, and, and this works. This works. But people's guy that gets in the way. No, the kid not bad. You got bad friends. Got this. And get the frown off your face. Who wants to go to a parent like that? No, I don't want to hear parents like that. Okay, you want to give? Okay, you want to back back on your friend? Mom, you know what your child's favorite food is? Okay, he's off the derech. All right, so he loves your hamburgers and onions. 
all right, you go get a, that Kazula, go to Judah Cohen and get this fancy roll and get some some, uh, some uh, pizza time pizza. This is favorite food, feed with that. Give him pizza time pizza, all right? Let him know this is for you. Oh, wait a second, what's going on here? Mom and dad, I knew that. Uh, I tried to get mom and dad angry. I turned on the light last shop as the kid tells himself. They really love me. They really love me. This is what you got to do all the time. Don't stop smiling. It's pikuach nefesh that you got to smile. It's pikuach nefesh. Get one of those surgery things, you know? One of those Botox. By the way, by the way, next week, by the way, this is the topic next week where Shimon Russell is coming on. We're going to... We're gonna have a whole session just for this. I'm just letting you know. So we'll discuss it in more detail. We don't need it. We don't need another session. We it doesn't matter. Another session. Okay. 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 Ready for the next question? I just want to jump. I just want to jump in. There are many people who are who are having a hard time with uh, step number two. You're telling them that that uh, everything is from Hashem, and Hashem is the loving Father. Where does someone start the relationship uh, with Hashem to really feel and believe? You're talking about people who feel that uh, maybe they did some avarice, maybe um, they failed. The relationship is not so... Uh, we, some, of, some of us went off the derech. The Baal Shem Tov says, in fact, the Magid says about the Baal Shem Tov, the Magid says about himself, Alevai, this is the Magid of Mesrich, the Baal Shem Tov's number one student. He says, Alevai, I should love the biggest Sadik like the Baal Shem Tov loves the biggest Russia. So they say to Baal Shem Tov, how can you love the biggest Russia? He says, because the Torah tells me two words, Vidovkabu. I should cling to Hashem. How do we cling to Hashem? Hashem is uh, a, a fire, we understand, can't cling to him. Oh, but we act like him. Hashem loves every single one of us. Hashem doesn't give up on every single one of us. Hashem pulls us at the most unbelievable Yeshua's, but we don't realize it. That's why I started the lesson, we have to thank you to Hashem. Because they know it's not money in my pocket. Not money in your pocket. Okay, but maybe Hashem, somebody wanted to round up all the Yidden on a train and put them on a, on a, on a train to a, to a concentration camp. And Hashem stopped that. They don't even know about it. They don't know. This is even worse. This is even worse. Hashem does things every single day. If we say the Gemara and Brachas talks about how one of the, the, one of the Amoraim, he wanted to see, he wanted to see uh, the Mazikim. He wanted to see germs and he wanted to see Mazikim. And he did things to open. He went crazy. Couldn't see that there's so many things that and ambushing a person. Hashem is saving us every minute of the day. You have to know one thing. Hashem loves you unconditionally. This is a tenet, a basic tenet of Amuna. Hashem loves you unconditionally. And the people blame Hashem. No, you have to understand that... Uh, Torah is really, okay, the Ramchal talks about reward and punishment in the, in the first chapter of Derech Hashem. But if you read the Ramchal carefully, the Ramchal is more talking about cause and effect. Cause and effect. And it, it's, we see this all through the Gemara. Okay, Hashem says, look, okay, if you take the Torah and apply the Torah to your life, you have a good life. You have a good life. 
But what happens is we have difficulties to bring us back on the path. Hashem gives us difficulties to bring us close to him. It's for our own good. And when you think he mess up it, there was no bigger, no bigger ball of Vera in the world than Laser Brody on the other side. I don't know Hashem. No bigger ball of Vera. No, that did Okay. Hashem has patience. Come back, my son. Come back, my son. Come back, my son. All right. And I, I put one more. And what Hashem did for me, miracles, uh, reinforced concrete. Didn't understand. And all types of arms that don't even go into it. Then a second war. And after the second war, after so many wake-up calls and bring me to the brink. I mean, new brink. New brink. Okay, there's now 30 seconds left to live. All right. And then it, when Hashem doesn't give up on us. Hashem doesn't give up on us. And it doesn't matter who you are and what you are. And there's an advantage about being a Bolivar. Because if you take a person who is the worst Bolivar and he gets close to Hashem, it makes a magnificent Kiddush Hashem. You couldn't have become a Bolivar if Hashem did not let you become a Bolivar. Hashem is some old bubby in Shemayim that can't do anything against you. No, Hashem is powerless against you. No, Hashem let you do that. Because Hashem wanted you to bring for the tikkun of your neshama, Hashem wanted you to go down to a real low place, and then he uplift you. So this is, I don't want to talk Kabbalah, but it's uplifting all the sparks that you bring down. This is Geula. This is Geula. For a person who's down low, this is great. And the same thing with an off-the-person derech, okay? You, you, you can't come off the bridge. Now he's going to get his own amuna. Okay, what do you got? What he got from uh, uh, inheritance from his parents? That's not enough. He had to build his own amuna, build his own amuna. It's all for the best. It's all for Hashem. And Hashem loves you. You have to know Hashem loves me. Hashem loves me. Hashem loves me. And you have to say it to yourself until you believe it. And there's something very easy. Hashem, show me how you love me. If you don't think Hashem loves you, you don't know anything about your heart and your lungs. Put your hand on your heart. You know how your heart works? I'm a little tired. Okay, let's go, Rev. Laser. Okay. Rev. Laser, you ready for the next one? Sorry, you got cut off with the middle. No, go ahead. That's okay. Hey, Moshi, Moshi, you're on. Okay. Uh, I have a question. The Rev said that. Um, just because uh, we we want something and we have a moon and we're going to get something doesn't mean we're going to get it because it may not be good for us. So how does tefillah work with that? How do we daven for something? It may not be good for us. Are we just supposed to be davening for general things? Or when we cross the street, should we be davening that we should get to the other side? Maybe it's not good for us. Maybe we shouldn't be crossing the street. Oh, no, 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 no. No, here's the thing. If... Moishele, if you don't get to the other side, then you can't serve Hashem. You can't serve Hashem. Moishele, you got it. It's very easy. And, and, and uh, Rafa'enu, Hashem, give me my full 120 years. Give my Rebus and her full 120 years. Hashem, let us, we can serve you to the fullest. All right? But what about and, that job? Should I be diving that? I go, let's say I go for an interview for a job. Should I be diving that I should get that job? Maybe that job's not good for me. Uh, this, you let Hashem do it, okay? You say, okay, here, you use Moishi, you use your best sechel. You got to use your sechel, all right? Now, if you're going to, that you're going to be interviewed to be a bank robber, okay, that's against Torah. That's against Torah. In other words, if somebody, uh, 
you know, is going to interview for a company and do Ponzi schemes, that's against Torah. Uh, you know, Robin Hood is that he's a hero in, in, in England by the Goyim. He's not a hero by a Torah because you don't rob from the rich to give to the poor. Okay, so you got it. We have to daven that whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing, if we're in business, if we're teaching, whatever we're doing, we got to do it according to Hashem's will, according to Torah. Hashem, help me succeed in whatever I'm doing. Hashem, this is my ishtadlis. I have kids in cheder. I have to have Shabbos. Hashem knows. Eventually, going to marry kids. Moshe got my blessing. Then everybody had my blessing. They should marry your kids with keys to apartments in Eretz Yisrael and no debts at all. Amen. Okay? Amen. There you go. Menachem, he's got it. The sky was open. I didn't hear everybody else yell out on me. Okay? Maybe Girl, they were mute. Don't don't Moshe, you should have yelled out on me. I said it. <laughs> Lay it on your platter. Lay it on a platter for you. Okay? Here's the thing. Is you gotta you, you believe you go for Shem and and you don't nitpick in everything. You have to know that I'm trying my best according to my understanding to do Shem's will. And if you do this and this is your kavana, you're gonna have much bigger chances of succeeding. All right. Uh, and like I said, it's, you're not gonna dive in for chocolate toffee because it's not good for you. Right. But there, I should be diving for that job, or I should be diving that I should get a good job. Not necessarily this one, a, a more general tefillah. He said, Hashem, Hashem, uh, it looks to me like this job will be good for me. If it's good for me, let it happen. All right? So you're diving for a job, but meanwhile, there's an abusive boss there, and Hashem knows that. Right. And Hashem knows that Moshe's going to be miserable. Maybe needs a parnasa now, all right? But once he gets in there, he's going to be miserable. So this is what you think. Hashem, you know, if it's, I, I have no way of knowing, okay? If this is good for me, all right, this is good for my family, good for my Yiddishkeit, good for my, for my everything, then let it happen, okay? And like everything, Hashem, this is good for me, but crossing the street, that's certainly good for you. Getting a show on time, that's certainly good for you. Keeping Shabbos, that's certainly good for you, okay? One thing before you, Friday afternoon, Hashem, there's so many things that can flub up on Shabbos. Hashem, help me keep Shabbos properly. Hashem, help me that I shouldn't forget any aloha. Hashem, help me keep Shabbos, okay? Hashem, there shouldn't be a mirshol, a shoichet, when he takes a knife, and he, and he davas. Hashem, it shouldn't be a mirshol, a cipher when he takes a pen, and before he writes, Hashem, help me, it shouldn't be a mirshol, okay? I shouldn't mess up myself, and I shouldn't mess up anybody else, and I certainly shouldn't go against Torah. This is going like, you're going to be successful, Moishi. You got my blood, you can be successful. All right, Rev Laser, Jeremy's next, let's go. Let's knock them out. Jeremy, let's go. Good question. Thank you, Oshi. Rabbi Brody. Okay, here's my question, Rabbi. I want to get your opinion on something. I'm just going to give you a quick background, okay? The past three weeks, this is our 18th session. The past three weeks have strongly focused on Amuna Bitachan, and it's, it has people going. We're very curious. You'll see at the end of my question, but I'll venture to say that we as a community, you know, we don't have these things so strong, you know, these values. We need a lot of chizek at Amun Abitachan. But I want to tell you something that my father said, um, and I want to ask your opinion on it and how to deal with it. So my father recently, he's uh, 50 plus, he started reading Chavos Havavos. He learns it with his father. He learns it with the community. He has the whole thing highlighted. And obvious Amun Abitachan is very valuable. And I quote, we don't teach it to our children. It is not taught in our schools. This is our problem. That's what he says. My question for you. Right. 
He's a hundred percent right. So, so my question for you, number one, is it true? Now, if it's true, you know, we could do something, maybe we can make a big movement, but assuming it's true, I don't think that just like uh, teaching our children by little example, you know, thank you, Hashem, Adam Ovado, is that the way? Or what else would you tell parents to instill in their children and assuming that the schools are not doing it? So that puts a big job on us. Once again, instill in yourself. Instill in yourself. Kids are looking, how's Abba going to react? They know there's COVID, they know there's unemployment, they know there's an opposite reaction. You can't teach your kids a Muna, but you can teach yourself. I says, okay, Kindelach, do you know something? Explain to your kids, there's a, there's a concept in Halacha, it's called a Chazaka. A Chazaka is an established pattern. You grow up in Yeshiva, you learn about it, how it affects everything, affects everything. If you take a bull and a bull kicks somebody once, that's one thing. If a bull kicks somebody three times, it's a chazaka that it's a dangerous bull. And now the halacha is different on that, okay? And now when the England starts coming in, they start learning Baba Kama, oh yeah, my tati taught me about that, sure. Okay, so there's a chazaka that Hashem fed us three meals in a row, despite the unemployment in Korban, okay? That's a chazaka. Not only that, we eat about a thousand meals a year, Okay, if we're 35, Hashem has fed us 35,000 meals in a row. Not a good chazaka. Okay, except Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av when we voluntarily did not eat. And then, at Motzei Yom Kippur, the, 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 the table was coughing because under, under so much weight. There's so much heat. Hashem didn't let you know what would people do. They're worried about, what an insult to Hashem. They're worried about tomorrow's meal. Hashem says, I fed you 35,000 times. Chazak is free. I've done it 35,000. You don't believe in me? I never let you go. There's always something in the refrigerator. And even if there wasn't, so there was a gamach and somebody brought from you, oh no, guy wants to have a, a, a seven-figure income. Hashem decided no. You never, Hashem never left you. So this is what you show your England. Hashem's never going to leave us. We always have Shabbos. We always have wine and challahs and fish and chicken. Who cares where it comes from? Hashem sends it. This shaliach, this shaliach. Who cares? We always do. And this teaches the kid bitochen. This teaches. And they know, okay, Abba comes home and Abba's got a bandage on his hand and Abba hurt his hand, this and that. Oh, okay, it's all from Hashem. It's so great. You know, they had this, and had, had a fall, but I caught myself. Wow, people fall and they break hips and they break legs and I, I sprained my wrist. Okay, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem. What? Abba sprained his wrist and he's saying, thank you, Hashem. This teaches a child that when a child teaches how a parent, how mommy and daddy handle uh, difficult situations, okay, and they handle adversity, then this teaches them a Muna. It's okay, so you do this, you do that, you do that. And once again, the Shmechel cannot leave your face. The smile cannot be your face. A child needs love. You got to smile at him all the time. Thank you. I just want to take it uh, one more thing. It's interesting from your question also. Some people, they look at a Muna, it's really a huge thing. That is the foundation of, of our foundation. So it should be something huge. Maybe 95% uh, of the day in school should be talked about it. And we don't see it at all. But sometimes when people think about it, even tonight, 
is the solution just to say, thank you, Hashem, and talk about Hashem? That, that sounds very petty, very, for little kids, you know, but me, adults, or us smart people, is this the answer? Is, is just saying, you know, thank you, Hashem, for this, and Hashem helped me with this. Is that really going to change? Is that what I'm looking for? But I, I believe, and I believe you tell me if I'm right, that we, the, the, the part in us that's missing it is our own inner child. It's that little kid inside of us that's missing. You know, logically, we know this. Everything we discuss over here is not new. We know Hashem runs the world. We know Hashem is the best. We know it all. But there's something inside of us that's not living it. And that's really that little kid inside of us that that little kid has to start saying, Hashem, please help me. I'm just going out now. Help me with this. Thank you for this. These small things that sound very, like it sounds like for little kids, not made for adults. But I think that's where we have to start. And I think that's the answer. And, and to really mean it, not just to walk around, thank Hashem, thank Hashem, thank Hashem. To really mean it. I'm going to do this. I can't do this myself. Hashem, please help me. And eventually this becomes part of us. It be, it, that, that inner child of us starts feeling it. Wow, thank you, Hashem. I just made a thousand dollars here, a few thousand. Wow, it just worked. You start feeling it, that little child. And eventually it can go over to our kids and our schools. Rabbi Lezer, you must him. Yeah, yeah, here. Uh, uh, for certain, but I'm taking one step further, okay. Uh, Rav Menachem gave 50% of it. In other words, people, most people are on the level. They learn how to use Negovasar when they were little kids, okay. And they started saying Moideani in, in nursery school. So they've been saying, they still say at age 30, Moide Ani in the morning was the same kavona that they said when they were four. Okay? I can teach a Brazilian parent to say Moide Ani. Okay? Same thing, but that's not worth much. All right? The Arizal says, so Menachem is 100% right about the little kid, but then the Arizal goes a step further. He talks about this. He talks about this. This is the Arizal. The Arizal says, now he becomes the wise guy, Bocher. Okay, and the wise guy Bocher, and it's why so many Bocherim are off the derech. Okay, what, what's the anatomy of a Bocher that falls out of Yeshiva? And now this is a Holocaust going on with Corona in New York and in Eretz Yisrael, that all the Rosh Yeshivas are yelling about it and this and that because Yeshivas are closed. And 40% of the guys will learn wherever they are. They're learning at home, they're learning in capsules, what we call it capsulo in Eretz Yisrael, small groups, and this and that, okay. But Bunch of guys, like all the guys that were in yeshiva for a shidduch or for a name or because mommy and daddy wanted them to be, that this, all the lowly shma guys, they're all falling off. They're all weak. Okay. Here's the thing. They're dependent on their own brain and their own brain, their own desire. Hashem didn't come into it. Now, what happens with emuna? Emuna, it looks like a little kid. It looks like, oh, I'm saying, oh, Hashem is with me. Ain't no bevado. When I really focus on Ein Od Milvado, and I know that the Arizal says, I'll say it in the Hebrew and I'll translate it. The Arizal writes, And it's a Chaim. He writes, The epitome of knowledge is knowing that we know nothing. Okay. So as soon as I know nothing, and I know that Shem knows everything, I plug into Hashem's knowledge. Okay. 
So if you might be the big man on the campus, okay, you might have a 130 IQ. Woo, that's a top 0.4 percentile, 99.6, you're better, 99.6, you're smarter than 99.6% of the population. No, but you're still limited, okay, because you've got 130 IQ, some other going is going to come along with a 132 IQ and wipe the floor with, no. But when you're connected with the Shem, and this is Gedoyle Yisroel, when you're connected with the Shem, unlimited IQ. Unlimited IQ. How could the Gon of, the gone of Vilna, anybody learn physics? The Gon, the, in, in physics, if you ever learn physics, there's Kramer's law. You know who Kramer is? Kramer's the Gon of Vilna. Okay. The Gon, he knew physics. The Gon never studied, never studied science books. He knew this from Torah. He knew geometry from from Sukkah and and He knew everything. He knew the secrets of the whole universe from from uh, Gemara Rosh Hashanah. The Gaon knew every secret in the universe is still there because he knew he was in the Gaon function. What made him a Gaon? Divine wisdom. This is the Arizal. This is the Arizal. The Arizal says that when a person plugs into divine wisdom. It becomes much, much smarter. That's where the insight of Emuna. it sounds a little kiddish, yes, a little kiddish, but when I really internalize it, and I know that I could do nothing without Hashem, I know that every thought process comes from Hashem, everything comes from Hashem, ooh, okay, you're with me, Hashem says, and now you'll see, you'll get insights, you'll get nuances, you'll get chidushim, into the business world, into the Torah world, everything you do, you will do better. Everything you do, you'll do better. And it's satisfying. The way it's, you can see, you can handle your difficult situations in life. Because I remember difficult situations, they're part of my talkless. I can't grow without them. I cannot get close to Hashem. Okay, look, nobody had a more difficult life than David Melech. Nobody. David Melech had the hardest life in the world. Moshe Rabbeinu had a tremendous hard life. Avram Avinu is Nisiyanus. He'd take anybody that was anything in Yiddishkeit, and his life was unbelievable. The Chazon Ish, the Chazon Ish never had a day in his life without super pain. The Chazon Ish, he had such excruciating headaches that he had to learn by lying on his side, put his head on his head. You see this, the, 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 the pose of the Chazon Ish, take a picture like this. Why was the Chazon Ish like this? because he had this particular way that he held his hand and head would, would, would get a headache. Chazanish, who would believe that the Chazanish suffered from, from my way, his whole body was broken, his whole body was broken. He'd go one by one, Chazanish. And nobody ever saw the Chazanish without light in his eyes, without light in his eyes. Like this, maybe he didn't smile, but he had this illuminated eyes, which was bigger than, than any warm smile. It's Chazanish, Chazanish. Okay, you get one by one, one by one. Take a swirl. They did not eat chocolate ice cream. Please, I have, I, have, I have like three or four more live questions. I want to try to get them. Can we go to the next one? You ready? Yeah. When do you have to go? When do you have to go? I look at you. When do you have to go? Okay, uh, let's see. Give me a dead one. Okay, you, you got, keep, keep on going. Keep on okay. going. Didi's next. Okay, you're on. Hi, thank you so much. First of all, I, I grew up in a house where my where Baruch Hashem, we were instilled with Amun Amitachon. When the garden books came out, my mother drank them in and it like came came out to all of us. So thank you. Um, my question is is really, um, we, we know in, in our mind, 
find that everything is from Hashem and that whatever happens is, is because Hashem wants, right? And that that's what the, the Rav had said. Um, you're, what, how do we look at it though, um, as, as a parent, I'm dealing with my kids fighting. I mean, my, my kids never fight, not, not my kids, I'm talking about my neighbor, but when they're fighting like cats and dogs and trying to stay calm, trying to do my best in parenting. I'm supposed to look at this and say, Hashem, this is good because this is what you want. You want them fighting right now. You want them tearing each other apart right now. Like, is that how we're supposed to look at the, the this is what Hashem wants, so this is, this, this is good. I just, it's very, very hard to have, it's like that conflicting feeling of like, I know this is the best thing and I know this is what Hashem wants, but I know this is not what Hashem wants. <laughs> how old are the kids? Um, ranging from from eight years on down. Eight years on down. Okay. Uh, first of all, and how many are they? How many kids? Yeah. For, for me, per, for me personally, it's four. But I'm I imagine that anybody in this situation with whatever number of kids. Okay. It is Nagaya too. All right, I'll give you a quick, first of all, first of all, ask Hashem to help you be the shaliach to fulfill the needs of each one of the kids. Now, second thing, first aid. Try and give one hour of personal attention to each one of the kids every week. Every week, one hour. Many parents do not do this, okay? And kids are frustrated, kids here, kids there. And we teach the kids, okay, they, they all get their chance, that they, they all know. In every child, you don't have to be the democracy, the, the same rule for the kids. No, one plays a musical instrument and one has a baseball bat, and not necessarily the same thing. Ask Hashem to help you guide to fulfill, usually fighting when kids fight. When kids fight, they're vying, and they're vying for a parent's attention. They're vying for their own space. Give them their own space. Let them develop. Let them develop. Know that you can explain to the kids that uh, Avrami, he's got his, his likes, his, his path in life, and, and Miriam, she's got her path in life. You're not competing with one another. Rather competing with one another, help one another. So they're fighting for the same toy. Okay, so you should have her things and they get their things and, and it's a chance to teach them not to be jealous because why are we jealous that the, the thing and Muna, one of the big things of Muna is uh, happy with a lot in life and we try to teach and what we do is the only way to teach kids is we have private time with each one of the kids you can't teach the kids like a class because that way you can't get to the kids in the Shema so usually when kids fight, they've got some kind of cheser in their neshama. And this mom and dad, I say that dad with the boys, mom with the girls, and got to be, don't have time with the business, don't have time with the chavrusa, don't have time with this. Okay, the business is important, the chavrusa is important. What about the neshama, your kids? All right. So if you don't give them the time, then they're going to be all over the place. Okay. Are you ready the next one? Here we go. Dina, you're on. Hi. Um, so is it possible that Hashem would want me to, like with things that are, um, that you would think that like are, are 
personal strengths that you have to work on, like uh, eating healthy or going to bed on time or being organized? Is it possible that Hashem would not want a person to, to be able to accomplish those things? It is possible that Hashem will delay this because depending on our individual tikkun, mm-hmm. you see one thing that uh, Rebbe Zandina, Hashem wants to bring you close to him. And he knows that what he brings, uh, what he uses to bring Rebbe Zandina close to him, it's not good for Rebbe Zandina and Rebbe Zandina. Okay, so if he gives it to you on a platter, then what do people give? They get things easy. They take a Shem, like a Hanukkah Lachter, and put it back on the shelf till next Hanukkah. Shem doesn't want that. Shem wants you to live. What's good for your Neshama is that you live your life with the Shem. Okay? So every, every meal, a Shem, help me eat healthy. A Shem, help me get to bed at night. Whether you do or not, a Shem, do it. I, I know it. Constant. I know I can't get to bed without a Shem's help. Okay, I know that I've got this taiva to eat uh, croissants and chocolate eclairs, but it's not good for me. It's not the proper choice. I got to eat a tomato and a cucumber, all right? Hashem, be with it. This is, Hashem is giving you what you need to live with Hashem, but ultimately Hashem's going to give you what's good for you, all right? But not necessarily easy, because if it doesn't bring you close to him, then he's not going to give it to you, all right? So if by giving you your heart's wishes, you come close and you stay close, yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Okay? Push it right there. Okay, there's a few people texting similar questions. I'm going to ask it very simple. Why do we find that good thing, bad things happen to good people and bad things happen and uh, bad people have a good life? Tzadik Rally, Russia. Oh, wow. question. Wow, wow. People are asking it. It's a good question. Wow, wow, wow. The Gemara and Shabbos tells that. Woo! Did you turn Duff Yomi? The Gemara answers, but answer that. The whole last two prokim in the Gemara, but answer that. Uh, the Gemara and Avoida Zora gives a wonderful answer on Duff, Avoida Zora, Duff, Omar Aleph. The Gemara says like this it says that they ask uh, one of the meaning, okay, one of the an atheist, he came up to Rabbi Shua ben Hananiah and he said, how come uh, Hashem, Hashem gives, uh, asked the same question, good people, good. So Hashem says to him that the people get their good lives here, they're getting paid, these are Rishoyim, these are wicked people and they're not going to have anything left for the next world. But the good people, they have difficulty here. So Shem can give them an eternality of good. All right, this answer right out of the Gemara. Right out of the Gemara. When, do not be jealous of somebody that's driving a big Cadillac and that's got all this money and this and that. First of all, you don't know if the Cadillac is leased or not. And you don't know if the guy, maybe the guy said, doesn't have Shalom Bice. Maybe the guy's paying alimony to six ex-wives. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what's going on in the other person's plate. Some people are jealous and 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 uh, they think you don't know. Maybe, maybe that person that you're jealous of, oh, it looks so great. I know I had something, uh, a woman came to me, why does this woman have everything and she's got this wonderful thing? And she didn't know that woman, she was superficially. Woman, the other woman, 
dress, got a lot of money, this and that. And the first woman that was jealous, she's got healthy kids. That other woman, she's got two special needs kids. Okay, one Downs and one autistic. And she didn't know that. I said, you didn't know that? Look, you don't know. When you look at someone else, you have no idea what's going on behind another person closed doors. Okay, so don't make judgments and do not look at another person because Hashem gives each neshama what it needs for its tikkun. Okay, and to say someone has a good life, someone has a bad life, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what, the, what you think is a good life. Okay, the, the Hashem gives you what you need for your soul correction. Okay, uh, Ushi, one more, one more. We also have the closing. We also have the closing. So should we just go to the closing? No, Rabbi Laser. Oh, Rabbi Brody, uh, one more you... question and close because I, I got to make it to. Uh, I dive every, every morning. We've got a couple of no, last with... few weeks. We have well, everybody's married to Israel. It's so, it's so you know, we got to change the time. We got to get an extra hour. Right. Before. I get, already, my, maybe, my maybe. It's, it's quarter seven in the morning. I got my, my regular menu with the Melissa Ribbon. Okay. We have a, a, a really special menu. What do you want to say? Maybe you can um, show us um, step by step something from your life experience of uh, share with uh, the audience of how you use the Anoid Milvadoi and how you continue going. Let's get real, Rabbi Brody. Okay. Uh, recent future, past, okay, I'll, I'll take recent future. I want to go into the, people like to hear the army stories. I don't like to go there because it sends me back to things. That, uh, three years ago, four years ago, four years ago, I was 67 years old. Four years ago, I was working out and I would work out for an hour a day. I'm also a trainer and I would train train and I would do, I was still doing hand-to-hand -hand combat and Krav Maga and I went out to do a sprint and I ran a sprint. It would be for people my age, the world's record was like 13.67 uh, seconds for 100 meters for 67 years old. Okay, I ran that 100 meters one second off the world's record from my age, 14.7, 1.03 seconds. There was a little problem. I stopped running, but my heart didn't. It just kept going, 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 racing. Usually your heartbeat is uh, 220 less your age. So if you're 40 years old, your heartbeat, your average heartbeat is uh, 220 less 40, like 180. That should be your maximum heartbeat. Your maximum heartbeat at super exertion, 180. Okay, that's the quick rule of thumb. All right, so my heartbeat was like up at 220. It just would not stop, lost its brakes. Okay, what had happened is that you have your, your heart is like an engine and what fires the atrial nerves is spark plugs. Okay, spark plugs, that's atrial fibrillation. Okay, so it misfired. I threw my heart into misfiring. Okay, so right away, boom into the hospital, here, there, here, there. Make a long story short. Okay, it's, you take somebody that's really active, and now they say, uh, oh, that's it, you get your wings clipped. Okay, what was it doing? I was very much, and this is a vidui, I'm doing a vidui in public. Okay, I was too 
much into the body side of it. In other words, I, I thought I was doing a big Kiddush Hashem. That, you know, you got a, a rabbi in physical training, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm showing young kids that Yiddishkeit is cool, and they see this rabbi that can do 100 push-ups, and they blah, 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 and they do those, all this stuff. And, and so, I'm a God. Hashem didn't want Hashem didn't want Okay, so what it really happened, Hashem put me in the hospital for six days, okay, and then had six days, one unsuccessful operation, didn't do it. I still have the same thing. Still have the same thing. Okay, so one thing they put me all kinds of medications. I've had a I've beat almost every medication. I have to take a little bit of a blood thinner so I don't get clots in, in my blood. Because the thing about atrial fibrillation is if your heart your heart beats, you see like a regular heart goes boom, boom, boom. Laser Brody's heart goes boom, 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 boom. That's what I'm My heart guy as a nigun. Right, but what it did, what it did, is made me focus much more. What are you doing, laser? I did a six-day talk with Shem, a six-day cheshbon and nefesh with the Shem, and there was a lot that needed to be corrected. Okay, a lot that needed to be corrected. So you take something, you take somebody that's so active, and boom, put the brakes. But it's just stopping to think. They said, "What does Shem do?" My heart muscle is very strong. The only thing that's wrong is the spark plugs. Okay, the engine is great. The engine is great. The spark plugs. Okay, so you live with these lousy spark plugs. It is such a blessing. It's such a blessing. It does not bother me. Okay, so I don't lift weights anymore. I power walk. Okay, and I don't have my, my office used to be my gym. And had all kinds of iron, which you wanted, kettlebells and dumbbells and, and barbells and weight, pull Hashem. And I had... Chavrusa. I had one Chavrusa for, for Gomor Iyun. I had another Chavrusa for Hand to Hand. My Hand to Hand Chavrusa is a South African guy, six foot three, and he weighs 230 in MMA. Okay, we had spar. You got to be a healer and not a killer. All right. So you could, you know, this is already. If Hashem would let, not have given me six days in the hospital, and atrial fibrillation, and when I was, let me see, when your heart goes 220 a minute for an extended time, you get delirious. You get delirious. They did not know whether I was having a heart attack or a stroke. It was, it was and, and on top of it, on top of it, oh, I forgot about the, the, I had a pneumonia and I had a pericardial infection of the heart that uh, it looked like a stroke, it looked like a heart attack. They didn't know where to put me in cardiology or neurology. It was six days until I got there. But it was six days. I understood what was happening. Okay, Hashem, this is from you. And there's one thing I could say. Yeah, my Rebbe said, you asked the Melitzer Rebbe, Rabbi. Okay, the smile did not leave my face. Because I knew Hashem is from you. It's from the best. This is the best. Now, it's my job to look what's the best is. Okay. They say, you were fool. You were messing up bad. You were messing up bad. And then afterwards, I had all kinds of changes in my life. I realized there were things that I wanted to do that I wasn't doing. There were things that I wanted to do, and I was letting people take away my free choice. And there were things I wanted to do. So finally, I went, learned what I want to learn, do what I want to learn, went, uh, the, the, the path that I'm on, it's, it's my own path. Uh, 
people ask me, I'm not going to hide, people say, so, well, you're not Rav Sholem anymore? Sholem, I have the greatest respect for Rav Sholem, we're good friends, but Lazer's got his own job. Lazer's got his job to do, and I'm not with Rav Sholem anymore. And people say, oh, but do you want to have something? Uh, somebody said the other day, Lazer Brody cut off his payas, he's off the derrick. Oh, yeah, uh, here they are. Okay, and I'm going to show you, you know, what's in here? Uh, Laser Brody, because of two wars in the 70s, he's got a 50% hearing loss. So I discovered and couldn't hear. I read people's lips until I've discovered the Swiss company that represents called Phonak. And I've got in the ear hearing aids that help me hear now 90%. My hearing's back up to 90%. Okay, but you know what happened when I had payas in front of my ears? It was like treetops in a hurricane it was so sensitive all right it says what am i doing i can hear it okay just very simple chips and put your pants behind your ears and that's you're fine <laughs> so no you're great that's it but people say all this kind of stuff you see what people don't know what's going on they don't fly they don't look at the world properly it's that everything isn't doing i did let's go to, let's go to closing because i you have to have a chakras i don't want to i don't want to i don't want you to have a chakras Okay, ready? That's what I want to say this is this is really that people should know people should know that when you okay when you get a Muna, I'm not even into the difficulties the difficulties in life. Okay, I don't want to go into there because I wear my see. But the important thing is no matter what you do, you love every year. You got a smile on your face and you love a shem. So Blazer, I want to really thank you for coming on tonight. You really mechazos friends. I want to let everybody know there was a lot more questions for Blazer. And we had, I had in front of me from before the year already 20 questions we didn't get to. So you're gonna got, you have to come back. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but you're going to have to come back. It, I, it will be my pleasure. It will and, be my pleasure. And okay. And I want to thank you, Ushi, and thank you, Coach Manasseh. We're not ready. We're not ready yet. Rev Lazer, we're not ready yet. One minute. Give me one minute. Thank you for coming on tonight. Give me Chazagalim. Again, Rev Lazer, Rev Nachamadi book. He said it was an amazing book. The Three Words of Amuna, which is a great book. Everybody, if you can get it, it's Menachem said it's definitely you should do it. Next week on the program. Oh, there it is. You want to just read it to us quickly? Okay, next week on the program, we're going to have Rip Shimon Russell. Um, everybody can look at the screen. Uh, we're going to be talking about paving the way for struggling teens by understanding the journey. It's going to be an amazing share. Um, everybody, please come on. It's going to be very formative, and we're going to be uh, touching some, some serious topics over there. Um, again, I want to, everything tonight is recorded. It's going to be on www.menachemburnfield.com tomorrow. If you have any questions or you want to reach your blazer, please email coachmenachem at gmail.com. Um, for emails to Reverend Brody or to him, anything that you need. Um, anybody who wants to hear this share, this is share number 18. There's a pre-recorded phone number. It's 732-924-8464. Again, 732-924-8464. I want to give a very special thank you to Rev Uri Bean. Um, his company, again, is Reliable Cleanup. They serve as a tri-state area. They do all types of demolition, garbage removal, trash removal, tree removal, lawn, concrete. Basically, if you have a mess, you call Uri Bean, he cleans it up. 732-779-8851. Thank, thank you to all our advertising sponsors, the Lakewood Scoop, Chazak, Rani, Ravi, and Yaniv, COL Live. I want to give a very special thank you to Chayla Kaufman from JCN and Shmuel Summer for always promoting us digitally. Coach Menachem, you want to say a few words? And Rev Lazer, if you could say two more words, and then we'll call it a night. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to do, we, we start, I have to end with the blessing. I have to end with the blessing. First of all, I bless everybody, myself together with everybody, bless everyone that we should all be after I know one, understand one thing that what came out of this tonight 
when you see the, the hundreds of us together talking Amuna, it lights up Himmel. It lights up the, the people say, what is going on? Laser, 12 o'clock at night. Chatzois. Yeah, what is going on when all these people are Amuna? And, and this is, it's a Yeshua that everybody together, together, bringing some to Hashem. Hashem will undoubtedly, those that need Parnassah, get good Parnassah. Those that need good health, get good health. Those that need shiduchim for themselves, for the children, get great shiduchim. Those that need kindelach should get great kindelach. All your heart's wishes for the best, and Hashem should bless you. It's after Tuba'ov, so we wish each other with a, a good Geben Shul. Everybody should have a wonderful New Year. And I'm going to tell you, it was a delight, a really sincere, personal delight to be with you. And I can tell you one thing, Ushi, Rav Menachem, I look forward to being with you again. Okay? God bless. I just want to thank you very much. Thank you very much for being with us. And I guess everyone can take out uh, the piece of paper they wrote in the beginning, that one thing that they want to apply, whatever we discussed tonight. And either they can jump in and live fully with Enoi Mavado or have to take step by step. But in Mitz Hashem, tomorrow in the email, we're going to send out uh, the link to the to the book, so we can all get this book and follow the steps that we discussed tonight in Mitzvah Shem. You're just going to give me the book. I'm not going to buy another one. Just give me the book. Thank okay. you, everyone. Thank you God very bless. much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rebbe Laser. Thank you again. Bye, everybody.